0: nice having just thanksgiving is my least favorite holiday always has been but it was nice you know other than that it was nice
1: (laughs) i mean sit around eat some fucking
0: food i'm not a big fan of the thanksgiving meal and i wish my wife would just let us get chinese food
1: yeah my christmas story
0: it's just they spend all day cooking and uh I don't know. It just seems to be over with in like eight minutes, and then, and then there's a ton of food left over. Like my, we had it at my daughter's, so my daughter went out the night before and bought everyone who was going to be at her Thanksgiving dinner. She bought everyone Tupperware because she was like, "You all have to take something home because I don't have the room in my refrigerator." I like it. So. We all went home with a ton of food and there was just too much food left over because nobody really eats the traditional meal so I don't know. But the bills were on so that made it easier to uh, deal with cuz usually I'm bored on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I used to just sit there and like drink white wine with my father, not my father-in-law but his brother. So Yeah. Kate, my wife's uncle he's a big he's a big booze hound and uh he used to look forward to me we used to go up to dc all the time to hang out with her family but we did not do that once once our kids came around the traveling kind of put the kibosh on that you know what i mean how come well no traveling with kids is a pain in the balls you know that
0: no see my kids are incredible travelers because well, we never adults. lived around family, so my kids, you know, especially when they were born, we took them to see family. They, My kids are good travelers.
1: Mine are, too. Um, I guess maybe it's just me and the idea of sitting on 95. There's, like, no good way to get up to Washington, D.C. without sitting in traffic for at least an hour somewhere. 95 does blow. Yeah, I mean, I... In the past, I got my kids up like two, three in the morning, and then just leave at like three thirty, so you're into DC by seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. That's I've been fine. Do stuff like that. That's fine. Kids should,
0: you know, we make kids too much of a priority. Really, they just they're tag-alongs. They have no responsibility. They have nowhere to
1: be. Yeah, I mean, I guess selfishly, I use them as an excuse so I didn't have to go. That's what kids are for. Yeah, actually, my in-laws did not come down this year. They've been coming here just because, again, my son works at karate. My daughter, they have stuff. My daughter was just in a play. And uh, so they just have like a lot of activities, you know, like I haven't been up to Buffalo. I guess I should probably go one of these days. My family has like a summer, I guess like a family reunion. Oh yeah, where?
0: The Ridge
1: Chestnut Ridge Park, buddy.
0: Yeah, that's where my family's is too.
1: I still remember drinking beer there, like at the prom picnics and the random occasions where we'd be driving around to beer ball in the car. <laughs> Man, you remember when? We're not gonna name them, but.
0: Uh... It was the prom picnic, and a certain someone in our class jumped into the ravine and was going to commit suicide,
1: and he was vaguely. bashing his head with rocks. And uh, I don't think that guy's alive anymore.
0: No, he's not, but he was all bloody. And then for some reason, he singled me out, and he, <laughs> everybody was lined up along the, the cliff watching this dude, and he just... He was slamming rocks into his head. He had rocks in his palm, the palm of his hand. He was smashing his head with the rock. And then all of a sudden he looks at me and he's like, Smitty, I look to you for strength. (laughs) And all I could think of to say in this dude's moment of need
1: was, don't look at me. (laughs) I mean, responsibility for that kind of stuff is hard.
0: Yeah, I wanted no part of that.
1: And it, yeah, was, it, like it elit
0: that, that my response elicited a laughter, which I felt, you know, from everyone watching, which I felt bad about because. You know, you don't want to be you don't want you don't want to like. When someone's at that juncture in their life, you know, it shouldn't turn into a comedy show. But uh, I think everybody was so uneasy with what was going on. I think it just broke the tension. But yeah, yeah it was. I was fucked up.
1: Well, you know, again, as we've gone through life and you didn't leave New York State or even upstate New York, so you probably still met a lot of weird people like the town, people from the town we grew up in. But I mean, I, I lived in California with, you know, Silicon Valley weirdos and whatnot. And um, every once in a while I would tell stories about my my high school days and bringing a 40 ounce hams beer like in my backpack just so i could drink it you know in school and and just to get away with it just stupid shit like that people just look at me like you're really fucked up person aren't you <laughs> a lot
0: of people thought my true stories were made up
1: well i'll verify any of them for those people if you need me to it's a fucking freak show here man Remember, I remember sitting on a school bus with a kid. He was a year older than us, and you I'm sure you remember this guy. I'm not going to use his name, but he asked the teacher, a coach one time when we were playing JV football, like if he's lived in a shell or something like that, and he almost got beat up. <laughs> Although I think he could have beat that coach up. But he had like a huge bottle of vodka on the bus one morning at like 6.30 in the morning, <laughs> you know. And he just looks at me, and I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, shut up and take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I did, because I'm a follower. <laughs> what a freak show. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, that, that's a perfect segue into, um, you know, I don't know if it's, I have a topic for the week other than I've been really interested in the world of I don't know if you call it side hustles. Do you call it the gig economy? Bunch of different terms. But I definitely see a trend that I'm very curious and interested in. And it's the side hustle, right? And I mean, like when we were little kids, you know, you delivered newspapers. I delivered newspapers. We shoveled snow. We cut lawns. We did other shit. I remember me and a friend of mine trying to, we were standing outside a, supermarket trying to get beer money and we offered to like carry people's shopping bags to their cars where one lady yelled at us and called us little perverts. Um, but that's a side hustle. You know, we just didn't know it was that back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when I thought of hustle as a kid, you know, that term is just taking on a whole new meaning today. And I lo- I kind of like it. At the same time, I get confused because when I think of a hustle, like the first, my first memory of even that word was like, "Do you remember disco and people would do the hustle? It was like some kind of fucking dance." Were you and you were into the disco scene, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I was always uh, going to Studio Fifty Four when I was eleven years old.
1: And doing coke.
0: <laughs> yes, me and Bianca Jagger.
1: But I mean, you know, and then I remember, like, Charlie Hustle, you know, Pete Rose, obviously. But, you know, Hustle to me meant something positive, right? And it's weird with our English language how we can just use words in different ways. Um, It's probably why AI will never take over because it gets too confused with those. But I mean, you know, like, I always took it to mean... Like a hard work ethic, but then today, like it's like a side job, or it could be like, like a pool shark, like I'm gonna oh. hu- like hustle you, you know, or driving Uber, or an OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans, OnlyFans. That seems that's, to be a big money maker these days for a lot of people,
0: huh? Yeah, that you know, there's a whole that's a whole separate show, I think. But, uh, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, i I think the whole, I think, I think when they they, I think when people talk of the word side hustle, the meaning of hustle in that context, uh. I think it, there's a duality there. I think I think it's saying I think they're talking. I think the, the origin of the side of this term side hustle is number one, it's steeped in you know. You need something other than forty hours a week to get by. Number two, I think h- the term hustle in that in that word is more along the lines of you know. Uh, it's slang, so I think it. I think it has. I think the origin has to do with the kind of hustle that is, you know, used when it comes to like a pool shark. Like you're, you're hustling someone.
1: Um, well, like, I mean, I was doing a little bit of research, and the side gig economy or hustle economy whatever we're calling it supposedly is worth 455 billion dollars as an industry like in 2022 yeah and that's pretty fucking huge but i guess my question is is that new or has this always been going on and we're just now paying more attention to it you know like i i think this
0: is a tough question because i think that the whole gig economy, when people talk of side, hu- the term side hustle, you know, that comes from the, that, that has to do with the people that are doing it. But I think the side hustle economy that was created by the gig economy, you know, which they're one and the same, that was actually, in my opinion, created by corporations who we're looking to lower costs and, you know, they, they don't want to pay employees benefits and shit like that. Yep. So what came out of that was this gig economy, you know, and a, the side hustle now, I think, is almost a, necess- a necessity, um, you know, and I don't a four hundred and sixty five billion dollar economy is gigantic, but. You know, it sounds better, I think, than it, it is in reality because there's a lot of negativity, in my opinion, associated with the gig economy. Um, you don't, I mean, it's not the kind of economy you want to create for your country, really. You know, I I've talked to Uber drivers. I'm always curious. When I get in an Uber, I talk to them about, like, how they got into being an Uber driver, you know, what, how it, how it is, uh, financially for them. Most Uber drivers I've talked to, uh-huh. you know, became Uber drivers cause they got laid off from their jobs. Right. And you know, um, on the other hand, you know, I talked to one Uber driver, she was a manager. She was an, yeah, she was a manager of, um, like a convenience store gas station. Uh, it was part of a national chain and she told me how many hours of week, uh, hours a week she would work at that job. And like the, the lack of benefits that were involved in terms of vacation time and thing like that, things like that and, uh, paid time off. And she worked like a dog and she made very little money whatsoever. Uh And so she started driving Uber, um, and she worked her tail off at Uber, and there's a lot of downsides to Uber. But, you know, she was making more money at Uber than she was at this, you know, a manager job. Right. And the money that she was earning at Uber was way better than her her full-time management position. But she also told me what she was clearing, and... You know, while it was better for her, it was barely enough to get by. If you had like even one child, you know. I mean, so I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how people are making it in this con in this economy. And I know so many people that are part of the gig economy, and that's their sole source of income. So you know, they they're scraping by, and and to me that is a they're, they are hustling.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, to me, I feel like, especially in like places like United States, the entrepreneur spirit, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put a happy face on it. Cause, cause to your point, they're not doing it. Cause they're like, Oh, my side hustle is the my dream of a lifetime delivering, you know, uh, grubhub or something right um they're not pursuing their dream True. um they're doing it out of a bare necessity which is kind of shitty but at the same time like i think about someone like your dad who you know had a job but then he started that contract business you know on the side for extra money so he could do stuff for you guys or whatever You know, and turn that into like an actual career that something he could probably, he was probably more proud of that at the end of the day than maybe some other jobs he's had. I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but. Well, I mean, they both became full-time jobs, you know? I mean, he
0: ran a, he ran a company. I never saw the guy because the side hustle, so to speak, that he created to pay for college and everything else became an actual company that, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I see like some of the downsides, like, um, you know, I work out at a pretty big corporate type gym and I, last year or two, I've used trainers quite a bit and befriended them and kind of understand their whole way of life. And a lot of those guys just don't make that great of money, whereas it can be like their sole source of income. Which, you know, to me is makes me scratch my head because one in uh, in one point the gym wants to hire professional people that are going to do a great job, you know, service a high end clientele, but at the same time, they're not willing to pay these folks what they, you know, a lot of them have degrees in, in, you know, sports medicine and other stuff. Um, I mean, one guy I was talking to at the gym has a master's degree. And I don't think he's making 35, 40 grand a year. So, you know, I just find that head scratching. But at the same time, and here's my point I was trying to make is the gym will absolutely prohibit them from having a side hustle. Like I knew one guy that was selling like vitamins and shit on the side and he ended up getting fired for that from this place. And I knew another one that was making Instagram videos which was highly frowned upon. So the the person had to stop. So so like a company inhibiting you from pursuing side hustles or just, you know, extra income that really in no way impinges upon what their offer is. Like I find that, I don't know, it makes me, it makes me scratch my head because even out West, like, you know, the ski bum lifestyle, which I'm a big fan of, um, but don't have the courage to live, you know, a lot of those folks can't do side hustles because again, they're, they're kind of like have handcuffs on them. So they can't do any of these extracurricular type activities that could potentially bring them in, you know, the the extra income that would make their lives a little more convenient.
0: Yeah. Those ski bums that, that life's looks so appealing, but uh, you know, a lot of the jobs associated with that ski bum lifestyle you become you become enslaved to those you know resorts and things like that that you're where you're working but yeah i i deal with my 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 personal trainer and i you know my son was a trainer i know tons of trainers it that's an that's a really awful gig um everyone i know in that business is treated like shit. <clears throat> and my personal trainer, he works for a, a, a corporation, nationwide corporation, that locally is owned by um very well-known professional athlete um, and his family. And they have money coming out of their asshole. <laughs> right. And, you know, the lack of benefits and stuff they will provide their uh, employees is shocking. And this in and my and in my personal trainer is actually also the manager of the place that I go to.
1: Uh huh.
0: And, you know. What he's not provided. Despite the amount of hours he works and the amount of business he brings in to that, that company, you know, um, again, that's the kind of shit that creates the gig economy. So some of these guys, you know, they may not, you know, they, they they're, it's frowned upon if they're, if they're making Instagram personal training videos and things like that on the side. But again, I know a lot of those guys have side hustles because where they're working just isn't, it just isn't cutting it. They have not, they have not, they have side hustles that aren't related to the
1: business. It's interesting. I was looking at my research and um, oh, one, one factoid that jumped out at me was according to this Zipia, it's on the internet, so it must be true. But it says 45% of Americans today have a side hustle. Yeah, Zippy is like, indeed. Okay. Yeah, I just found it. I'd never used it before. But I just found these talking points interesting, which is what piqued my interest to even want to talk about this. Because, I, I mean, I find myself in this instance where I'm just bored. Um, I mean, I was the HOA president for my neighborhood, which I just got ousted. At yeah. the last uh, meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's okay. But, um, yeah, but I wasn't paid for that anyway. But, uh, you know, I look at doing these different side hustles, but to me, I'm in a position where I don't even need to work, which, you know, like to pay bills and shit. So I'm in a little bit of a different place. But what I'm noticing in this in this research is older people are the ones finding themselves more and more looking to these gigs, probably because, you know, and again I'm guessing, but they're retired. Nobody wants to hire older people. They still have a wealth of experience and knowledge, and they probably, you know, haven't saved enough for their own retirements. That would be just my first swag at it. But I mean, yeah, most I'm... of the go ahead, go ahead. finish. No, uh, you can go. Well,
0: I mean, you know, I. I don't side hustles though. Aren't I I'm making it sound like people who are have side hustles all needed badly. I, you know, or out of necessity or, you know, they're, they're scraping by and that is a big uh, percentage of people. But I know a lot of people who are very financially set who also have side hustles. I, I worked with a woman at my last job and my, last employer paid very, very well. And everyone who worked there was, you know, doing well, but this woman was constantly hustling, you know, she would set up businesses on the side and, and, you know, um, she was always looking for the next business to start and, you know, more power to her. She, she hustled, she, she, uh, You know, she was creating fuck you money and, and, and she didn't even need it. She was, she does very well. And, you know, some people are just motivated. I, you know, it's weird. I have, I, I retired and I have a very nice pension and I didn't do anything for like a couple months, but I ended up taking a job. And it was just, you know, it was just a thing to keep me busy and, uh, you know, I don't need it for my, I don't need it for health insurance or anything like that. I don't need the money to, to pay my bills. Um, but I don't know, but I like staying productive. And in, in a way I sometimes feel like I'm hustling them, but, uh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, they're getting feeling. quality work from me, so I mean, it's I guess it's a trade off. But then I have like a, a side hustle, I guess, with you know this publish this publishing company I started. I created it. I created an LLC, and uh, even though the business isn't profitable, it provides me a lot of. The reason I I don't, you know, the reason I keep it going is it creates a lot of tax write-offs for me so in a way that's a hustle so right on you know i mean so i guess it's it's how you define the word hustle
1: i mean to me what i what i hope is happening is that there's just people are seeing opportunities because the way the world is moving internet you know breaking like when i got into sales selling computer networking equipment like, that was the dream that we would pitch to people. You know, we're going to flatten, um, break down barriers to entry for business and and connect people. You know, the tagline for our company was changing the way people live, play, work, and learn. And, I mean, I've seen that to some degree. In other cases, you almost see barriers get put up, you know. Um, and with that, you know, just like even college, it hasn't – I think college is – the next big thing to get its lunch or it's to to quote the book to get its cheese moved because you just you know you hear about it all the time there was an article I just read in Wall Street Journal about how corporations are rethinking the whole uh four-year degree requirement for new hires you know and um you gotta wonder like ultimately what is the value we're creating? And then when I look at the, like these side hustles and you know people's ability to work hard and encouraging them, right? Developing a good attitude. And that's all part of that word hustle. You know, I mean, you hustle because hopefully there's some kind of fucking payoff for you. You're not just banging your head against the wall to pay pay your bills or pay your living expenses. Which, according to my research, <laughs> 31% <That's>... of people. <laughs> have a side hustle to pay their living expenses. But to your point, you made the majority of side hustles are for more disposable income. And then another big portion is for people to put into their retirement accounts. Well, yeah, but me, that is a good
0: thing. But again, it's because a lot of corporations, I have a, you know, I know of a lot of friends personally whose companies have stopped contributing toward their pensions you know and yep. and some of them have done away with pensions you know and uh um so i mean you know people it's it's funny it's it's almost cyclical because there's a again it's not everybody but there's a, a large percentage of people that have side hustles or that are being forced to hustle because they've been fucking hustled you know they've been hustled by the world of higher education or their corporations. I don't know. It's that's just my opinion. But uh, again, I'll talk to Uber drivers and large percentage of them have, you know,
1: that is the the number one side hustle, you know, what's that like according to the statistics, that's the number one side hustle is like Lyft, Uber drivers, grocery delivery. I, look, I yeah, pulled those, like the
0: top 10. <laughs> Go ahead. Those those companies have a lot of labor issues, too.
1: You know? Well, what drives me up the wall is, like, so me and you create an app and call it Uber. Why the fuck are we making the preponderance of the money when it's your car, it's your insurance? You know, it's still just a way, like like, I could have Jerry's car service and just drive around and pick people up like a gypsy cab. You know, I mean, who's to say if I, I couldn't get a small following myself and just, you know, give out a bunch of cards to people like other are, are there? I don't even know if there's people doing that. Right. But it just seems like Uber now is taking the money actually away from the people doing all the work. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of
0: litigation surrounding that issue and. Um, there's a lot of high stakes litigation when an Uber driver is involved in a fatal accident. Um, there's, you know, the way Uber is set up, it's almost set up in a way to protect the company if anything goes wrong, because you're hiring independent contractors, you know, um, here's a perfect example, UPS all their drivers are UPS employees. Yep. At FedEx, all of their drivers are independent contractors who, they're not paid by FedEx, they're actually paid by a trucking firm that contracts with FedEx. Yep. So, you know, if there's a lawsuit against some, if if there's a lawsuit and it stems from someone being injured, killed, something like that, with a FedEx truck and they sue FedEx a lot of times FedEx will end up victorious because the people unknowingly sued the wrong party. They should have sued the independent contracting company. Right. Right. It has the contract. And like, you know, uh, so (laughs) it's almost like a shell game in a way, shell corporations, like, you know, these that's, it's it's interesting you know uber collects the money but it if push comes to shove then they're not they're
1: they're really not on the hook for a lot you know i had a buddy um who he was coaching basketball okay for some youth organization he ended up getting uh injured pretty pretty bad And he had a brain injury and he's never been right after. I remember asking him, like, did you get any money from, like, a lawsuit? Did you sue the school? Or, I mean, you hate to have to do that, but, you know, guy can never work again in a normal capacity. And uh, he was like, well, no, because I started a nonprofit with the group to do this basketball league. So he's like, I'd have to sue my, my own nonprofit (laughs) <laughs> to get the money, I was like, "Oh, that sucks."
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more I could say on on this particular issue on both sides, but it it creates there's a conflict of interest both with me and someone with whom I'm married to, so I can't really
1: trouble. But yeah, yeah, I know the government. You know, it depends on, and I try to, I try to. Ex- extract just facts whenever i read news that's why i'll try to read various different news sources on topics but um one of the takes was that they're hiring all the government was hiring all these irs agents to go act actually after all these gig economy workers that they think they're missing out their fair their fair split on tax revenues from i don't even know like i feel bad saying that because i have no idea if that's true or not Wait, what's that say that again well okay that the government member do you remember um we're gonna hire eighty-seven thousand new irs agents right to go after whoever i don't i don't know what they're going after but but one take on it was that these because of this gig economy growing and the numbers we threw out there i mean it's it's slated to get bigger but the idea being that these folks are making money tax free, um, you know, so the government needs more IRS workers to kind of go after this, these gig economies. And what the government really wants is for companies to hire these people instead of all these contractors and, and third party right. uh, companies, because it's it just makes their job more difficult. Uh, yeah, I mean...
0: That's a whole other can of worms, too. That's in, that's interesting, though.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know enough about it to have a, an opinion other than, you know, you hear stuff and you're like, mm-hmm. you start trying to connect dots and you're like, all right, I could see that. But I mean, for good or bad, you know, it's like um, a little off topic, but, you know, all these shit coins, right? And whether it's Bitcoin or Doge or some other fucking Ethereum, you know, that... That one exchange, FTX, just got brought down uh, in just a huge scam. And I mean, you know governments saying, well, they need to be regulated, all these all these uh, you know blockchain and and you know all these different um, monetary systems that are not fiat based. And I mean, from my perspective, I'm like, yes, you should have government regulation. I mean it makes it more legitimate. But again, a little bit of a side topic, but, you know, letting the common man, you know, when we were little kids, you hear someone was a stockbroker, you're like, Whoa, oh, that's big time. That's, you know, right. We, we saw the movie Wall Street. Like, yeah. I had no idea what all that fucking world was about till, till Coach Smith's class on the stock market <laughs> 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 really got me off to a good start. But I mean, that's one of my little side endeavors is I just dabble in some stocks on my own and just play it like and I've done it a lot less the last couple years than I did previously just because it's like the more I play it the more I realize how fucking much I don't know about about the stock market (laughs) yeah it's interesting you bring up this is just
0: a side but you bring up coach Smith uh, in his math class you know uh, that guy was a total character he was not like you're he was not the kind of educator that's cut out of that like education mode, but I think about that guy a lot. He's he's impacted a lot of he's impacted so many lives in a positive way oh, yeah. in like the weirdest way, but like you know, there were so many people in that math class that were just <laughs> at the time they weren't let's just say they were not academic types, but you know, he that stock market stock stock market project he had us do. He got a lot of people interested in the stock market that way. And these, you know, everyone, a lot of these people that they're successful today. And, you know, he also, you know, he affected, he impacted positive, positively impacted. I know my life in a way in terms of the, in terms of my lifestyle, you know, staying in shape and things like that into my mid fifties, you know, it's just interesting. You ever Uh, see him? You know, I don't, I, but I just moved back to the area too, but I knew I've, I've become friends with somebody who's friends with an assistant that he had. And apparently this assistant and coach Smith had a falling out and they don't speak anymore. But even this guy had like a, had a positive impact on my life. And I told the person, I told the guy's niece who I'm be- I become friends with. I'm like, you know, if you see this guy, let him know the positive impact he had on my life and blah, 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 blah. It turned out she saw him at Thanksgiving. And, uh, um, it just weird. I, we're getting off. T- we're getting off topic, but like, uh, yeah,
1: anyway. No, That's cool. I mean, he was a great guy. And, and again, you know, I think, And we can wrap this up, Um, even though there's no Bills game today, a little bit of a depression.
0: Yeah, that is. (laughs) Isn't it weird? It's just like, (laughs) I'm not even that big of an NFL fan, but there's like comfort in just having your
1: Sunday kind of planned for you when the Bills play. I mean, I just watch (laughs) all the games. I don't even play fantasy football. I never have. My son is in a league, so... You know, we'll we'll dabble in that a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it's just – it gives me structure to my Sunday.
0: Plus, yeah, it's whole,
1: really nasty whole, here
0: today. That whole fantasy sports thing has spawned – has played a huge role in sports betting. Oh, yeah. And that's
1: become a lot of people's side hustles. I mean, I actually was going to open up a DraftKings account, but we don't uh, – I can't have it here in North Carolina. Evidently. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, we can't have weed. We can't have gambling. The fuck can we have here? Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was
0: you know for a minute I was I was thinking that wow I'm surprised North Carolina doesn't have doesn't allow DraftKings, but when you bring up the weed, still Bible Belt. Yeah, there's still
1: Bible Belt, p- yeah, place, still you know? that
0: Bible Belt morality stuff.
1: Uh, uh, so, although in the center of this town, there's a town called Cary which I live next to it's one town over it stands for the containment area for relocated Yankees. Anyway, (laughs) it's a really nice town. The, the Sass guy from the built up Sass basically built this city and in the middle of their downtown is this very famous strip club called pure gold. And I mean, the town fought for decades to try to get it out of there. And, uh, the guy just passed, like this year. The guy who started it. Mm-hmm. There's like this really interesting article about this guy. He started it as a side hustle, <laughs> but somehow he managed to run and maintain this this strip club. And it's right in the center of the downtown. It's not, you know, most strip clubs, folks. In case you didn't know, are in the industrial underbelly of most <laughs> cities, wherever <laughs> they are. But this is right smack dab in the middle of town, and uh, it's still there. I i haven't been to it i only go to church but um <laughs> i don't know it just made me it made me laugh because the guy started it as a side hustle and uh, how far do you uh, live from Fayetteville? uh it's like an hour because fadeville military little, stuff is Fayetteville's a little bit seedy uh because the military because of the military yeah,
0: yeah. well it's uh, what's that Fayetteville? i forget um but yeah, it's Fort Bragg. But um
1: is that what it is,
0: yeah. Yeah, Fort Bragg. But you know, when I I was a military reporter and I had to go to uh, Fayetteville, and yeah, it's uh, dirty. There, yeah, there's there's no shortage of strip clubs in Fayetteville. But um, it's you know, going back to the gig economies, you know, the side hustle has also always existed by people, you know, from people who just like to work hard. My, my old man worked for a, a company that, you know, for 40 something years that for most of his time working there treated employees really well. And, um, you know, he just always he always but even though he worked for a company that treated him well, he always had a side hustle. You know, he he went through a period where he sold suits on the side, men's suits. He drove a school bus on the side. Uh, you know, he did. I forget. He had some other job too. Oh, he was a security guard on the side, and then he started his own construction company, which you know took off, and that's became his 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 life but uh but you know he always he always had a side hustle just because he you know some there's a lot of people that are hard workers and they want to work you know yeah my
1: dad was same way he he was a union uh welder steam fitter and at one point you know he taught the, the apprenticeship school at night he built our house With his own bare hands, so that was pretty amazing. And uh, he actually, I think he retired, took his pension, and he started his own contracting business. But he used to teach welding for Con Edison in New York City. Did that for a bunch of years. Right. And he would go and work on like nuclear plants and shit. Um. But yeah, my dad fucking he needed to work. It was just you know. Those guys couldn't sit around... Like, I can sit around a mass for hours and just look at my computer and (laughs) argue with people on the internet, and I feel like I've done something (laughs) useful. Oh, man.
0: I got in an argument. I can't believe... I found myself in an argument the other day with an actual Nazi. Like, not me saying, you're a Nazi. Like, this dude was actually a Nazi, and he was very open about it. And I was... Yeah, we're getting off topic, but fuck.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I try not to do that. I still get goaded into it here and there. Yeah, me too. uh, Same. eh, What are you going to do? All right, big dog. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Enjoy your side hustle.
0: Get out there and hustle, brother. Stay free. That's right. Later.